MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph. The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the summit on fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto. I'll be there too. And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this year. It's Saturday, October 27 at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo and tickets are selling fast. Two for one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's right, folks. Get your two-for-one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up. Finish your year of wellness in style at The Wellness Base Camp in Bendigo, Saturday, October 27. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. Welcome to Best Me Radio. I'm your host, Carl Hammington, and I talk to experts in many areas, including movement, psychology, nutrition, as well as other inspiring people who have done extraordinary things, all in an attempt to provide you with the information, inspiration, and tools that will empower you to step into the best version of yourself. Many of us in the Western world have created a very comfortable physical environment, which is obviously great on many levels, but are we actually getting the best of our physiology? Well, it turns out that we aren't, and actually immersing ourselves in the cold or the heat can have many health benefits. In this podcast, I talk with an environmental conditioning expert on your relationship with the cold and the heat, and after listening to this, you may want to reconsider it. Have fun, and good luck with your training. My name is Ben Logan. I'm 32 years old, currently living in Wanaka. Uh, First and foremost, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Um, Husband to my beautiful wife, Belle Jones, who got married about six months ago and father to my first daughter, Zahara, who was 16 months old. They're the two loves of my life. Like I said, we live in Wanaka, and I started a company called Logan Law just over a year ago, which does a few things. We do performance and survival courses for the development of men. We have a survival and bushcraft school, and we teach practical, everyday urban wilderness survival and also bushcraft skills to those interested, and also do sort of corporate performance, team building, and leadership courses. Um, The three of those have a lot in common, but they're also quite different at the same time. So they're my three main passions, and living in Wanaka is a great place to showcase them. Thank you for that intro. That's amazing. And for those of uh, you out there listening that know me, um, they'll know that was uh, music to my ears. <laughs> so I can relate to you on many fronts there. <laughs> um, so first up, uh, just so everyone can get to know you a little bit better, um, what, what has brought you to this place um, of exploring these these really interesting and what some would say is uh, unique approaches to, to wellness and humanizing? We all have something we have to wake up and do each day. Um, we have to have a job, we have to go to school or study or a certain thing that we have to wake up each day and go to or do. But there's not many of us who wake up and have a purpose to fulfill. There's not many people who wake up and say, this is the reason you know, I'm here, this is my job, at its deepest level. Uh, and I think that's something that's really missing in society, but I think something that's really beneficial concept to get people's head around is having a purpose. 
and for me, that's what this is, and that's where it started for me. It's having a purpose, having an identity, having something uh, deep, meaningful, intrinsic that I can get up each day and really strive towards. So it started about a good 10 years ago, just the same with you, same with many other people listening to this and other people spoken to and worked with over the years. It was started just with a quest of self-development, just figuring out how I could be a healthier, stronger, more resilient person. And again, same for you. It was just, it's just an incredible passion that we've tried to monetize and turn into something we can do a bit more sustainably. And for me, just what it's taught me, what I've, what I've learned, the people I've worked with and what I've, the information knowledge I've gained over the, over the years and also the strategy I've learned to actually implement these things. It's, it's just a, it's just something I can't put down something that I can't think of anything else to do. Mm. I would like to do. Mm. And it's just, um, it's just the purpose for me is, a, doing this myself, trying to be the best husband, father, son I can be, person I can be, yeah. but also working with other people, other like-minded people who have that same goal but need a bit of help getting across the line or le- learning a few things here and there. And it's just sort of, I guess, organically evolved to what it is now, which has been nice because it ha- it's, it's gone through different renditions and different, um, different ways of doing what we're currently doing with our courses and teachings. But it's just organically evolved over time and it's ended up in a place that I'm, I'm happy with, which is nice. Oh, it's beautiful. How, was there any uh, moments in particular, um, maybe, you know, tough times or were there any aha moments where you maybe mm-hmm. explored some of the things you're doing now, um, like taking yourself out of that urban setting? Uh, into oh, more, should you? Yeah. Should you? Was, were yeah. any in particular that jump out to you? Um, one was leaving Auckland. It was a place where I'm from originally, but it was a place that I felt like I needed to move away from for a long time. And I sort of put it off and put it off, put it off, got very complacent. And when I finally pulled that trigger to move, definitely had one of those epiphanies, especially being in a place like Wanaka, because it's such a polar opposite in the, mm. the lifestyle here. You know, there's space to think and clear your mind. You can actually um, – there, there's space to be who really – you can design your own life down here, which you can, obviously you can do in the cities. But I guess the thing for me is it provided mental clarity and also space, which I think is something I was really longing for for a long time. And the biggest other things have just been those intrinsic, deep understandings that sort of really awaken inside. Mm. And for people who have experienced those, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But just mm. to have those those feelings of this is really working, this is making me happy, it's making me strong, it's making me resilient. Yeah. I like who I am. And it's just, yeah, these 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 things that pop up. And it's yeah. um when they happen it's it's an incredibly nice feeling. Yeah, definitely. I mean I, I think about that uh in terms of becoming a better parent myself and I look back at my childhood and I think what were the what were the best things I remember about being a child and it all relates to you know being outside being in the wild Absolutely. having real moments it's yep. not yep. sitting in front of the tv watching a great movie <laughs> yeah and uh you know developing that a little bit further um you know i think the kids of this coming generations are moving forward or in for a really tough time mm. and it's, it's our job and without us and it's not an egotistical thing but without us to really reconnect with who we need to be not who we are but who we need to be um you know that they really got a shit show in hell of actually developing into something great because yeah you know, we need to be for them. For them to do that, we need to be we need to be rock solid and have incredible lessons that we can provide forward. And um, you know, that that is my deepest passion is just you know how how can I be the best man possible so I can pass it forward to my children and, and others alike. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. 
Now, um, Ben, I know we, we share very similar beliefs, uh, <laughs> um, but one in particular that really sort of drew me to your work was the, the rewilding con- uh, concept. So recognizing there's a gap between, um, you know, ancient physiology or, or our current yep. physiology, I should say, and our lifestyle. Um, would you like to share your thoughts on that rewilding? Uh, idea? Absolutely. I've actually gone away from the term rewilding a little bit for the main reason that it's quite, um, it's quite, it's not aggressive, but it's quite, it's quite, it's quite a strong term because hmm. it's quite a strong terminology. And I think, you know, the, the goal is to reach the masses because that's where we can really provide worldwide change. Yeah. So I've tr- I've, I haven't sort of changed it, but I've tried to sort of reword it a little bit, just make it a little bit softer to the air. And once people sort of receive those benefits and they get those sort of feelings, you know, you can sort of hit them with a bit harder terms. Yeah. Um, but for me, we don't sort of um, – we're funny animals, you know, in which we are an animal. We're, we're very funny indeed. One of, one of the things – one of the biggest problems I feel we've, we've sort of created with modern life is we've become so technologically advanced. You know, we, we can literally do anything we want. We can build a spaceship. I mean, for Christ's sake, someone put a Tesla up in space, you know, was it three months ago? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's mind-boggling what we can achieve. But the biggest – and that's fantastic things. It's brought us, it's brought us many benefits. Mm security safety medical finance all sorts yeah but one of the biggest things that's caused i think it's we assume that our biology is kept up in the same manner you know we assume because we can do all these incredible feats and i mean with me and you are talking at near near opposite ends of the um you know south island yeah we assume our biology is kept up in the same way when in actual fact we're running a very different software to what we're operating on to how we're living sorry Mm. Mm. and that's caused a massive mismatch from what you said our actual um, you know, biology, physiology, psychology, yep. and the way we're the way we're actually living our life, and that's where I believe a lot of uh, illness, mental, physical, has come from. Yeah, a lot of unhappiness. Um, there's a great book called *Sapiens* by Sebastian Junger, which I'm sure you've read, and many great other people. Book. It's fantastic, and you yep. know, one of the most prolific things in that was really explaining humans' incredible ability to believe in fictional stories. Yeah. Did you do you remember that bit that you spoke about in there? I can't remember that part, but yeah, no, um, we'll yeah, go through it. It's, it's very good for what we're talking about now. Humans are the only animal who really have this incredible ability to believe in fictional stories. So, if you say to a chimpanzee, "It'll try and get him to believe in a certain ideology," they're not going to do it. If I say to my dog, my Alaskan Malamute, you know, if I give him a bone and I say, "If you give that back to me, I'll give you two bones later," that means absolutely nothing to them. All they live for is performance and survival. Yeah. But if you think about it from a step back in a helicopter perspective, everything we do is based on fictional stories. You know, we go to school, we have um, taxes, border patrol, customs. You know, everything we do. You know, what? Why would anyone drink Powerade? Because the All Blacks drink it. Yeah. You know, everything we do is based around this fictional story. Mm. And what it's done is it's taken away our ability to believe in performance and survival. How can we perform at our best and how can we survive? Mm. Um, and yeah, there's incredibly good – it's one thing for me to say, but there's very good science, statistics, and knowledge really showcasing that we are living off pretty ancient software, you know, yeah. very close to sort of fifty to 70,000 years ago. And it's the same analogy I use. If, if you bought me a MacBook Pro for my birthday, it's, in the, it's the height of, you know, laptops and technology. And then you came back a few months later and said, how's it working? And I say, it's a pile of shit. I hate it. <laughs> and, and you say, well, what's wrong? And I say, well, it's got viruses. It's got malware. I'm trying to run it as a Windows system instead of an Apple system. Yeah. It'd be so obvious to you that, you know, it's not designed to run that way. An Apple computer is phenomenal technology, yeah. but it still has parameters which it has to be used within. Mm. We're the same. We're exactly the same thing. Nice we have this incredible software, but we're not operating it the way it's designed to. Yeah. 
and that's you know where I truly believe and where a lot of science is showing that you know, that's where a lot of these um, societal illnesses, diseases, problems are occurring. Yep. I and agree. yeah, and you know it's as simple as that. I mean, we we could talk for weeks about that, but to keep it simple and, and very light, that's that's where that's my concept of um, you know rewilding ancestral yep. health is finding that balance of human biology human psychology and physiology and merging it with modern life because you know we have jobs we have we need to operate on flat screen sorry on you know the blue light from screens we have to we have to be sedentary somewhat there are these things we need to do but we have this um the, this code that we're supposed to fulfill and i think the beauty the beautiful part is when we can sort of find that balance we can find that bit that really accommodates for both that's when um that's when things start to work really really well yeah i agree um, I think there's an element of that uh, as well that comes down to just uh, losing uh, awareness around how our body and our physiology communicate with us on a on a moment by moment uh, basis. Absolutely, you know, I, th- I feel Absolutely. like I feel like we're just bombarded with way more stimulus than uh, you know we're designed to to take. <laughs> Absolutely, and that, that's 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 the cool part is once you once you get your head around the concept, I mean, you can't change. We're, we're all effed up on some level. We've all got problems. We've all got some health problems, <laughs> mental problems, low lying anxiety or depression. We've all got things. And someone who says they doesn't, um, that's completely lying, um, or dead. Um, <laughs> but you know, you can't change something unless you fully understand it. You've yeah. got to get. We've got to get people's head around the fact that of just what we've been speaking about. You know, we are running off different software to what modern life is sort of providing us with. Yeah. But the cool part about that is when we sort of understand it, get our head around it, we can start to architect things. And I like that phrase a lot, mm. architecture, because you can architect life that really provides for incredible happiness, incredible health, incredible resilience, uh, a great bond with your family. Um, but it takes work. But once we understand this, we can really sort of shift our work, shift how we spend our weekends, shift how the family shops for their food, mm-hmm. you know, sh- shift how we spend our evenings instead of TVs to moving it to the fire um, or watching informative documentaries or things like that. We can really architect our lifestyles and um, accommodate for both sides of the spectrum, which is exciting. That is very exciting. Um, so what you said there actually around resilience, we're going to explore that a little bit now. So um I'd like you just to explore the hormetic stress versus um, chronic stress a little bit, maybe flesh that out a little bit Absolutely. Um, for us because stress Absolutely. is a very, very popular topic, but I still feel like it's not very well understood. I, th- I think it's uh, grossly misunderstood. Mm. Um, there's two types of stress. There's a hormetic stress or something called hormesis and there's chronic stress. Now let's go to the far end. We all know what chronic stress is. Chronic stress is sitting in traffic for two hours, going to a job you dislike, going home to a partner you're not happy with, eating shitty food in your lunchtimes because it's the only thing that gives you some sort of sensual pleasure or re- releases some biochemicals. It's going through Instagram just to get this sort of dopamine hit. We all know on some spectrum what that's like. So we all know chronic stress and it's it's destructive and it's only going to lead to you know a very bad place. Hormetic stress is very different and it's very exciting with the work I'm doing and also you're doing and many others alike. Hormetic stress is basically, I mean, the scientific version is, and I'll sort of put it, break it down a bit more simple, in simple layman's terms, it's providing the body with a short periods of stress, 
and that could be through a different number, a different number of inputs, that in large doses would be very damaging. But in small doses, when adapted appropriately, is very beneficial. So, I mean, a few examples could be, you know, we'll do three or four examples. One example could be you're training for a marathon and you've got used to running, you know, 10K. That's kind of the limit you're at at the moment. 10K feels good. Yeah. If you push it out to... 10 and a half to 11 or even 12k the body's going to do a bit of micro damage but if you adapt sorry if you recover appropriately you're going to get these adaptive benefits and that's a hormetic stress it's something you can recover from yeah chronic stress would be you know putting on your superman cape and trying to push it out to 20k you're yeah, going to do some a lot more damage to the body you may even do some tendon or ligament damage yeah. and it's going to be a lot harder to come back from yeah you know, um, using hormetic stress compared to hormetic, um, sorry, chronic stress, let's talk in terms of health or herbalism. You know, dandelion is an incredible root mm. for the liver and, and many other things. It's very good for the liver. It's a liver tonic, basically. So if you have a, you know, the recommended dosage for your appropriate health, that's going to challenge the liver a little bit, slightly stress it, and it's going to sort of, amongst anything, amongst many other things, it's going to build back stronger. If you have a fast, too much, sorry, a, a, a very large dose, that's yeah. going to be poisonous yeah, or chronic stress. Um, you know, the same with the cold, which we're going to talk about a bit later. It's, um, you know, there's a level to anything, and that yeah. level is dictated by your current level of adaptation. Yeah. Same with it, same with strength training, strength training in the gym, and many other things. It's yeah. it's providing the body with stimulus that yeah. it can recover from appropriately. It's almost like progressive overload, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And then we recover. Um, yeah well and then we come back and you know the theory is that we come back stronger or over yep. two or three sessions of that same repetition we come back stronger yeah and there's a very distinct uh, difference between the two but i guess developing that 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 knowledge on hormesis a bit better that's what humans are designed to experience you know if you look back to when we were healthiest and most resilient and we had least uh, mental and physical illnesses or, or, or ailments as a society that's when we were had these hormetic stresses a large proportion of the time and our mm. chronic stress levels were, were low yeah you know we we had to get up and we had to physically train hard to to get warm and to hunt animals mm. to bring back food for the family that's what me and you as brothers would be doing in our tribe exactly. uh but that means you know that's not going to crossfit at 6 a.m that's getting yeah. out and carrying animals it's, it's the same thing but just done differently yeah you know we would be cold for large portions of the time because yeah. again heating options were warmth you know fire animal skins and shelter if we had the resources to build them yeah. or if it was skillful enough to build yeah. them and, you know, another big one that's so often overlooked is intermittent fasting. You know, we would have to go yeah. for periods of time without food. You know, we just didn't – this option of breakfast, uh, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, dessert, and then even more from that. You know, that yep. wasn't an option. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would feast at times. Me and you would just go to town on what we could find. Yeah. Or the kill we had or the whole tribe would it's go to feast, town on it. Yeah. Feminine Absolutely. Feast, yeah. And then we would go through periods where there wasn't a lot of food. You know, it's not always um, – you know, caloric de um, deficit where we go without food or would have very minimal food. Mm. Um, so, and the body responds very well. Now, obviously, if you fasted for too long or if our ancestors went without a kill for too long, that's chronic stress. Yeah. If they were cold too long, you couldn't make a fire or animal shelter, sorry, a shelter or an animal skin, that's chronic stress. Yeah. But the beauty of now is our ancestors, um, you know, hormetic stress for them or chronic stress for them was called a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> They had no choice but to sort of deal with the cards they got dealt and just do the best they had. Whereas we live in an incredibly beautiful time because we can, again, we can architect that hormetic and chronic stress to make it absolutely perfect. 
and we have the best science, the best knowledge, and the best strategies to to make that absolutely spot on, uh, yeah. which is so exciting. It's so exciting because we don't need we don't need to go to chronic stressless fasting because yeah. we know that we can time it perfectly. You know, we don't need to get a hypothermia from cold water because we can get out at a certain time and then run home and get warm. Yeah, uh, now we can physically train to the exact perfect moment that is what we need. Yeah, and that's so exciting for me because you know we're so lucky in that respect. We've got so much opportunity. Uh, we I agree. have so much opportunity. I always think, uh, in terms of uh, hormetic stress as well, I always think of I've got into my foraging and stuff of recent times as well, and I think of the way that you harvest plants. So yes. you can harvest them in a certain way um, that actually, you know, stimulates a lot more growth. Definitely. Uh, but if you do a whole lot of damage, you pull the roots out, obviously it's going to cause Absolutely. death or massive. It's not going to come back from that. Exactly. Yep. So that's another yep. nice And, you know, and I mean, I don't know the best way to get people's mind around that. You know, the mass public, yep. it's it's a hard one. You know, that's delving into human psychology there, how to, you know, marketing, advertising, human psychology, yeah. how to get people's mind around the fact that as human beings, homo sapiens, we are designed to be stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And we've just lived for so long with this the, yeah. this this um this construct of comfort. Yeah. I agree. That it's very hard to get people's head around. But you know, the same it's the same thing I like to and I like using analogies that people can understand and that that are that you can relate to them. And what I really like to use for hormetic stress is we've all taken time from away from the gym. Or we've all sort of come back running from an injury and we all we all know that feeling of how hard it is to get going again for perhaps let's just say a month. You know, it's horrible. No one no one went for a run once and said, Holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> it's horrible. It's the pits, but we know that if we keep on going slowly and sustainably and appropriately, uh, we're gonna you know, give yourself three months and you're really gonna enjoy it. Yep. I agree. But getting people's head around to apply it to different sort of situations is quite hard. Yeah, I agree. Um, just going back to the resilience as well, um, how much of this do you think is around mindset um, and the way things are framed? Um, like I, I think of the weather, for example, uh, and I've, I've, I've referenced this before on the podcast as well. Uh, I can remember once, uh, my, my daughter, she always gets upset when she can't get outside. You know, it's the one time that she gets really grumpy. And she says, Dad, can we go outside? And I looked outside. I said, oh, it's wet and cold. Um, Brooke, you can't, you know, we can't do that. And she goes, Dad. You can put a jacket on. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we've just been trained so. to stay out of the cold or stay out of the rain um, or stay out of too much direct, you know, uh, out of the sun for too long. Um, I wonder how much mindset has on this um, lack of resilience now as well. I think it's, I think it's, it's 99.9999% the entire picture. Like I said, you know, we've got to understand this from a very deep psychological level before we can actually start to action it. But it just, you know, the mind frames absolutely everything we do, every daily task we have to do, the hard, the good, the the, the fun, the bad. Mm. Um, And, you know, the mindset work for us is, is, is the foundation. You know, so when you build a house, you're not going to start from the roof and work your way down. You're going to put this incredible, block foundation and build it very well so you can everything can go on top of it and it can hold it and that's the way we sort of really think about the work we do yeah. and um yeah the mindset work for us with any aspect whether it be survival performance um nutrition cold water it's it's the pinnacle of what we do basically because yeah. it, it it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna make it sustainable i agree so let's let's get to um cold water immersion so thought- i know you're a fan of this and you practice it regularly um Please explain to us uh, what it is and what someone might get out of it. What are the benefits? Let's, let's take it back a little bit 
uh, let's, let's go let's backpedal a tiny bit like I said like I said before those three examples the three stresses uh, hormetic stresses that we evolved under not that are good for us not that are bad for us but what we evolved under one was going without food for periods of time yep and the body responds in certain ways we would have to be physically very strong and exert physical feats you know again the body responds in certain ways another one was we had to be cold and again we respond in certain ways yeah like I said before, we don't have to do that anymore because we have fire, we have heating, we have central heating, heat pumps, jackets. Uh, we don't need to be cold. Mm. Just like we don't need to be, um, we don't need to go to the gym, or we need to, we don't need to go without food every now and then. But we understand on two of those. Uh, well, let's say one of them for now. We understand with the physical training, we get fat, we get weak, we we get arthritis, we 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 break down. You know, fasting is becoming a bit more common knowledge. We understand, you know. Small periods of the, the population understand that we get incredible benefits from going without food for certain times. But the cold is one that we haven't quite got our head around, but it's the exact same concept. It's a hormetic stress that we evolved under. But again, we don't have to do that because we have jackets, we have central heating. So the only way to get those benefits are to implement it in a strategy, which is what I call environmental conditioning, or others call it, you know, and I call it as well, uh, cold climate, cold water training. And Wim Hof was very popular with that, bringing that sort of science and knowledge to the West. Mm. And he's a very popular name and that's sort of what people will probably think of when they think of cold water training but it's it's the same concept as going to the gym you know you're, you're working the body you're stressing the body it's uh, it's got incredible recovery benefits but for me it's a form of training it's a form of mindset training it's a form of physical training yep. and the body responds when done appropriately and done well and safely it responds in phenomenal ways I agree. Um, so again, it's it's a health strategy for me. It's a mindset strengthening for me. Um, you know, all of those sort of fall under resilience. Um, it's a, it's a it's a craft. It's a real practice that I've really become uh, learned to love, and it's just a fundamental part of who I am. And, and you know, just just my daily my daily practice, my weekly practice. Yeah. And uh, what are the, some of the physiological benefits um, you could expect from uh, cold water immersion, cold water training? Again, it's funny when you look at the, like I said, those three, the fasting, the physical training and the cold or cold exposure, when you look at the benefits and really correlate them, they're pretty much the same, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, So it does incredible things for the immune system. And again, I'm going to stress very heavily here when done appropriately, because if someone jumps in, listen to this, listens to this podcast and jumps in, they probably, and does it wrong, they're going to get sick. Yeah. You know, so I'm stressing very heavily when done appropriately part. The immune system um, responds very well, activates it. Uh, activates a pathway called AMPK, which is um, very powerful rejuvenation and metabolic pathway. Yeah. Uh, stimulates the, brown, the production of brown fat, which is something we could all do with. Yeah. It dissolves the biofilms around chronic infections, uh, anti-inflammation. Um, but by far, I think the most the most beneficial one that I think is what it does to the mitochondria or mitochondrial yeah. biogenesis. Yeah. Um, you know, we mitochondria are quite possibly the most um, significant important organelle in our body to keep functioning well and just due to lifestyle um, being sedentary bad food chronic stress poor sleep cycles our mitochondria um, you know the, the functioning of it and the number of them go down as we get older yep. and you know it's it's our job to know how this works and to and just to keep on pushing keep sharpening the sword uh, be the tip of the spear and mitochondrial biogenesis or the formation of new mitochondria i think is just so critical for our health so again mitochondria they produce heat 
and they, they love stress. They love stress when it's mm. done right. Mm. So for me, that's probably the most exciting uh, one. And there's some really good science coming out on this. Some very good studies being done in the States and also England um, revolving around mitochondria and the cold. Yeah. They've done those um, science and experiments with the fasting. Again, very, very positive benefits. And also with physical training, again, very, very um, mm. Very beneficial for mitochondria but those are the main ones you know there's there's a lot to be explored still there's a lot from sort of one to ten instead of ten to twenty but I, I really sort of focus on those top ten or those top six benefits um you know cardiovascular health uh, circulation has been very good for people with arthritis have bounced back quite well from that yep. poor circulation that, that's helped me a lot as well but again the immune system mitochondria ampk activation brown fat um what it does to the sort of the biofilms or chronic infections and viruses uh, it's all exciting stuff, but yeah. again, th- those other those other two examples of the training and fasting, you know, when you really correlate it, yeah. uh, it's pretty much similar. It's very yeah. good for testosterone as well and growth hormone production. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just, a, and I guess talking about growth hormone, testosterone, it's an endocrine booster. Yeah. It, it simulates, it challenges the endocrine system, just like it does with the immune system. Mm. Um, but those are the main ones that I really like to focus on and, and that we work with and teach. Um, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be other great things coming out about the benefits. Um, but I mean, that's just the physical bit, the physiology behind it. But yeah. I th- you know, f- for me, the mind, what it does for my mind is the most, is the most powerful because it teaches me that I can do anything, you know, for example, to walk down the middle of winter down to the river or the, the frozen lakes here when it's, you know, it's minus two degrees out and the water's not much warmer. You know, that's, that, that, that puts some fear of God in you. That really does frighten me. Even, I mean, I do this most days or every second day and it still frightens me at times when it's really cold or it's snowing out. But if you can get in and get the job done, then get out the feeling of satisfaction and accomplishment mm-hmm. that you get from that. It really, you can transfer those benefits to all aspects of life. And that's, to me that's exciting yeah you you stole my next question so well done which is my uh, i was gonna ask you what the correlation is to mental resilience so obviously uh, yeah a lot <laughs> and I, I think you know that's something we lack because we don't challenge ourselves or we do but again it's in a it's in a chronic stress formation yeah um but I think the idea of transferable benefits is extremely powerful. Again, if you can do something, a, a great feat of endurance in the gym or an ultra marathon, you know, you can transfer that to the work life or the family life. You know, again, cold, the reason I like cold is because it's something new for people. We get familiar and complacent as humans very, very easily. Yep. And one of the most powerful things with the cold is it's a new exercise people probably haven't done before. So it's shocking and it's something new and different yep. and out of the comfort zone. I'm guessing it could be equally um, as effective with the heat as well. Oh, should you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, hypothermia, cold, hypothermia, heat. Yep. Uh, you know, there's hypothermia heat clinics popping up around the world to, de- to eat with um, infections, viruses, cancers. Uh, a lot of these things can't survive over a certain temperature. So, you know, combating with the heat and the cold is a very powerful health strategy, mm. you know, not only for immune system circulation, but yeah, the heat, the heat is very beneficial as well. Yeah. So, Something I don't do quite enough of, but I'd like to do a bit more this winter. Yeah. Saunas? Oh, should you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, extremely powerful. Yeah, the Scandinavians, the Native Americans, uh, the Inuits have been doing this for a very long time. And again, you look back and really look at the um, the yeah. tales and history behind yeah. this and also the science. You know, the, these things aren't new. They've been doing them for a very, very, very long time. And all we're doing is it's our job to, to not let that information get lost. Yeah, I agree. To, to carry it on and to, to pass it forward to our kids. Because, yeah. you know, if, if, like I said at the very start, if, if this if the generation we're in and the next one sort of let it go and it slips by the wayside, it, it's gone. Yeah. 
Now, it's all very interesting science, um, but I always think if you were to take it in its most simple form, it's just uh, telling us to live like a human again. It is, it is. And again, like I always say, we're the only animal in this, you know, this sort of uh, the thing I'm about to say really grounds people. You know, we're the only animal who has to go to a seminar or a symposium or hire someone or pay someone <laughs> money to find out what it is we're supposed to eat. Yeah. You know, no other animal. Exactly. No other animal has to go to a, a self-help seminar or a, you see a pride of lions sort of talking, should this should this carcass be killed or under 40 degrees, you know, <laughs> we'll become lost. And, you know, if we can slowly, sustainably just move on that track back to what we know works hmm. and what science is proving, yeah. uh, it's a very good place to start. If we were to bring it back to, you know, the cold water, even the hot water, um, the environmental conditioning, I should say, where would you suggest uh, someone start? I always believe in doing things very slow, things that are new, very slow, but also have a long game, have, make yeah. it sustainable. There's no point, again, same as a marathon, there's no point in just smashing training for a week because you're not going to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, If we're going to do this, we might as well do it properly, understand the mindset behind it, understand the strategy involved in making it A, a safe and B, sustainable, and C, so we can get those benefits from it. But again, the luxury is we all have a shower or a bath. It's moving into winter time, so just start with that. You know, the beauty of what I do where I live is I'm out in these places all the time with beautiful waterfalls and frozen lakes. And I live, I live 300 meters from the, this incredible river. So I have access to that. But if you don't have that, for example, I mean, I work with a lot of people in Australia where it's very hot mm. and they just don't have access to the cold except for, you know, uh, very deep glacial, um, sorry, uh, springs. Just start with your shower, just get in the shower and, you know, you could do it a number of different ways. If you're feel, feeling resilient and you've you've you're you're somewhat resilient with that, and you've done it a bit in the past. Just turn it cold. Just have a cold shower, hmm. um, or you might have a regular shower and slowly, gradually turn it down a little bit. And each week, or you know, over over a month, you keep on turning it down. Or you might finish, for example, with the last sixty seconds or two minutes of your shower cold. Yeah. Um, you might get ice. You might put it in the bath. You might get have a freezer. You might have a. I mean, for example, I've even used uh, a wheelie bin and just left that out over winter and got on that before. You know, any any way <laughs> nice you can innovation. make it sustainable. Yeah, any way you can uh, fit it into your lifestyle that is going to get you cold. Um, but that's that's the water. I mean, there's other there's other ways this can be done. One is just not wearing a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Leaving the heating off, not turning the air conditioning on on the car, yeah. sorry, the heating on on the car. You know, the, the, the water is, is a very bang for your buck way to get it done. Yeah. But again, we're exposing ourselves too cold. So again, you might go hiking and it's a bit cooler than you w- would want to, you'd want a jacket on, but just take the jacket off. Um, again, sleep with the blanket slightly off. The, oh, the goal yeah. is to get cold here. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can get it done. But I guess going back to the water, you know, shower is a good way to do it. A bath yeah. is a good way to do it. Swimming in the sea is a good way to do it. Leave the wetsuit off. Yep. Yeah. Um, right. Any way that you enjoy it, it, it brings a, a bit of pleasure to you. Because again, this is highly individual. And it really pisses me off these really, um, these bulk online courses because yeah. they don't the reason big they don't blanket work, approaches aren't they absolutely the reason they don't work is because i'm an individual you're an individual everyone listening to this is an individual we all yep. have individual backgrounds yep. and needs we all operate you know very similarly but we all have different makeups and it needs to be somewhat tailored to the individual and that's something we really stress on our courses as well is how can we take this this sort of blanket somewhat tailored course and then really apply it to you so again, you know what I'm providing here is is the very basics. That is and again, such a good point. Such and a good I point. and I say to everyone, you know, the success in I can I can provide the diamond. I can provide this very rough diamond. Your job is to go on and polish it. 
and everyone I work with in our courses or our bespoke courses, you know, we do a lot of work with just individuals as well as over time, you know, you need to go away and become an expert at this. You know, I can't do that for you. You need to, I can provide you with the basic tools, but you need to go away just as I need to go away. We need to individually become experts at certain crafts. You know, one is the cold, you know, I can provide you the, the strategies, the mindset work. Um, but over time you have to figure out, you know, just using cold for an example, what way of getting cold you enjoy the most. You might not like the water, but you might love walking to work in Wellington in the middle of winter without a jacket. I couldn't give a shit as long as you enjoy it. Hmm. You know, over time you need to become an expert at, at uh, finding strategies to make this sustainable for you because you're an individual. So am I. So is everyone listening to this. And I think that's such a overlooked aspect to every aspect hmm. of um, health performance, everything we're talking about here. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I think we might rename you uh, Ben Analogy uh, Logan. <laughs> You've got some <laughs> well, fantastic I like, analogies. I, I, like, I like to use them because it, <laughs> they're it's, great. It's, it's, it's hard to get people to relate to things that they can't sort of no, get their head around. Fantastic. Such a nice way uh, of framing it. Thank you. Um, I just want to come back actually just, uh, to, to a few things you said there. All you need to do is watch your kids, you know, in, in, the, in the environment, uh, in the cold. It's incredible. Um, oh, it is. My yeah, daughter one in the of the of winter the... last year, down to Oriental Parade, down to the beach, whipped her clothes off and jumped your in the water. Did. That was your daughter? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. yeah, there's a few things there. One is they're not conditioned yeah. the way we are, you know, which is yeah. which is a blessing. And it's our job to try and keep them that way for as long as possible, Definitely. or condition them. Oh no, no, no. Actually, that's a bad way to put it. Condition them in a way that is beneficial for them. Yeah, yeah. And the second thing is they have a lot more brown fat than we do. Yeah. You know, when you were born, when we were born, we have a lot more brown fat. And like I said, through lifestyle and different sort of life habits, we, we lose that. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's beautiful to watch kids. And there's something with my, how old's your daughter? Uh, she's six now, going on seven. Oh, wow. Goodness. Yeah. yeah, mine's only 16 months. But yeah, yeah I've, to be able to learn from them is yeah, a phenomenal thing. So much, yeah. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. And I've got a little uh, yeah, one-year-old as well, and she's the same age. <laughs> Two girls, amazing. Until she's blue in the face. But <laughs> amazing, yeah. Uh, you know, my goal when she's uh, you know, able to do that is to join her. Yeah. That's something agree. I very much look forward to. Yeah, I, said, I had an interesting experience personally the other day, and uh, I've got this little routine after I do you know, a workout in the, the gym down at HealthFit. Um, I go for a little just a barefoot walk around the, around the block and back. Yep. And that day it was it was cold, it was windy and rainy. And my mind went, okay, let's just go and jump in the shower. And I was like, hang on a second. I'm going to walk around the block. I'm not going to die. <laughs> so Absolutely. I jumped out there in my bare feet and shorts and T-shirt again and went for a walk. And it was fine. Yeah. I, got, I got a little bit cold. I actually felt revitalized as a result. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just just what it does for, you know, we're doing this quite, we're doing quite a bit of this work with uh, corporates. You know, sit, the idea of sitting in an office all day and just not moving and not having this sort of really – high inputs of stimulus, beneficial stimulus is just not good for created creativity or efficiency within the workplace, mm. you know, and, and incorporating a bit of cold is, you know, we've had, we've had dozens of people come back saying, wow, my, my afternoon was so productive. I felt revitalized. My mind felt clear, yep. uh, which is amazing. Yep. But yeah, it, it is good. It is good. Right. And, um, like I said before, there's going to be a lot of different, um, very beneficial pathways it's um benefits so from the cold that still come to science come to light that we still need to learn about totally totally um just uh quickly so if someone was to get into it um and you know they started on their journey what would they expect to feel and see initially and then maybe further down the track what have you noticed with your clients and with yourself very good question i think it's a 
possibly one of the best questions we're going to go over. Um, again, it depends how you frame it. it. Depends how you mentally frame it. If you get in it like it's a chore, and this dickhead on the on the podcast told you you had to do so, or your doctor said you know try this, or a friend sort of tricked you into it, it's not going to be fun. If we can go with the mindset that it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. So let's understand. Let's get our head around that first. It's not it's not going to be pleasant for a couple of weeks. So firstly, let's understand that it's going to be shocking. But if we can sort of expect that and sort of get our mind around that, it's, it creates such a – the experience is going to be so much um, more beneficial. Yeah. So expect it to be hard because it is. It's a new shock to the body. Unless you've done this a lot before, it is going to be hard. And you know, I think the lack of understanding of that, especially on social media and mm. different platforms and videos, you know, you expect you should be able to get in and it should be fine, but it is going to be hard. It's going to be very, very shocking, literally. Yeah. Uh, secondly, we all respond somewhat differently. Some people, you know, you're going to go through a shock response. Uh, your breathing is most likely going to go through the roof. Yeah. Well, again, that's, that's why actually I'll, I'll backpedal a little bit. There's two ways you can do it. One is just go, um, you know, nuts deep and jump straight in. Yeah. Or you can tailor it a little bit more the way you would with physical training is just build into it. And if you can build into it, those shock responses are going to be a lot less because the stress is a lot less. If you decide to go straight into it, expect, you know, cold, sharp pains, yeah. um, you know, your breathing's not going to be what it used to be. You're going to have to really work hard to control your breathing, especially from the gut deep down, the diaphragm, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, for, for me, I don't think anyone needs to be a hero with this. I would really recommend just starting it slowly. Um, you know, just, just start turning the temperature down on the shower or have a cold shower at the end of your regular shower and just either extend that time. You know, it might start with 10 seconds, 20 seconds the next week, 30 seconds, and before you know it, you're up to a couple of minutes, which is amazing. And you haven't got sick. You haven't caused yourself a lot of mental angst from, you know, doing it the hard way. Um, but again, if you want to be tough and really brave it out, that's that's a good way as well. I don't yeah. think there's a, a right or wrong way to do it, but the basically the, the colder the water, the more shocking it's going to be. It's going to be very hard to breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there is a very sharp sensation on the skin that can be quite painful. Um, so it, it depends your tolerance for pain. Yeah. You know, people who, are, who have experienced this again and transferable benefits with the gym or fasting or running or if it, you know, people who are resilient can, can get away with that a bit more. But if you are a bit more fragile, which isn't a, a bad thing at all, it's just your individual place where you're at. Yep. Don't feel bad about that. You know, possibly start, like I said before, just get in the shower, turn it down, spend a last sort of period of time in the shower cold. Mm. Um, but yeah, to, to answer your question a bit better, the colder it is, the more shocking it's going to be, yeah, and the more harder sense. it is on yep. the body it's going to be. Uh, but again, you know, do it safely. Oh, if you're going to do it hard, you know, do it in a, do it in a place there's people around. You know, there is a risk of cardiac arrest uh, in severe cases if you had heart problems. Yeah, and you really do go into it hard. Um, so again, it's. Uh, just with anything, it's something you really do need to respect. Yeah, uh, I, th I think the of how it's its popularity, especially through social media, sort of waters that down a bit. But it is it is a practice that needs to be respected and done correctly. And if you do sort of follow those guidelines and do it sensibly, sustainably, um, it's going to be great fun. Yep, like anything great. Absolutely, and <laughs> and again, you know, success is on the other side of hard work, yep. and I think that's something we all really need to reconnect with. And to achieve great things in life is hard. You know, to raise children. Well, that's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, to eat well, to fast, to, to physically train, to to wake up ten minutes before we need to, to set our priorities and purpose for the day. That's hard. You know, to meditate, all these things are hard. But if we can do it for a period of time where we adapt to it and start to see the benefits on the other side, 
um, that's when great things happen. Yeah, and life gets a lot easier. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. We need to go through some hardship to get agree. to exactly what you said. Life gets easier. Beautiful. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.